Hello and welcome to Leanne Ward Nutrition, a podcast where you will find expert advice on all things health and nutrition related. Each week, we will discuss my three niche areas of gut health, emotional eating and sustainable fat loss. My hope for this podcast is to cut through the BS online and show you real, practical and evidence-based messages around nutrition so you can live your best life day in and day out. So sit tight, buckle up and let's get started on today's podcast. Before we dive into today's episode, I am super excited to announce that the episode is brought to you by Anna Louisa Jury. That's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A. I'm excited to partner with this brand as they have a sustainable mission and their beautiful pieces of jewelry are stunning, yet timeless, versatile, but most importantly affordable, with pieces starting at just $39. US If you're wanting to spoil yourself or your loved ones, check out Anna Louisa for 10% off at shop.analouisa.com forward slash Leanne, as I can't get enough of their gorgeous pieces. So for 10% off, use the code Leanne in capital letters or head to the show notes for my discount link to treat yourself and your loved ones to some Anna Luisa jewelry. Welcome to episode 101. It's a special one today as meditation holds a special place in my soul. And what better way to bring you this knowledge than with one of Australia's most popular thought leaders in mindfulness and meditation, Luke McLeod. For over 16 years, Lucas practiced and trained in a variety of different meditation techniques. The ability to make meditation relatable and enjoyable in today's modern world has seen him build a wonderful, mindful community all around the world. Lucas, the founder of Soul Alive, Australia's first dedicated virtual meditation studio, and is the host of the popular podcast, Show Me Your Soul. In today's episode, Luke and I discuss what exactly meditation is, the different types of meditation, the benefits of regular meditation. He goes through some beginner tips, how often we should meditate, and then we finish the podcast with Luke talking us through a live meditation, which I promise you guys will feel amazing. So make sure you don't skip it. I really hope you guys enjoy this episode, and if you do, please don't forget to leave me a positive rating or review in the Purple Apple Podcast app. I always appreciate your positive reviews, and I absolutely love reading them. Now let's dive into today's podcast with Luke. Welcome to the podcast, Luke. It's an honor to have you on today, chatting all things meditation. I'm really excited to be here. It's been a while since we last caught up, so uh, I'm keen to have a chat to find out what you've been up to as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that at the moment you guys are in lockdown in Sydney, which is a bit of a downer. But um, as we talked about, it's good for our mental health that you're actually still able to go out and get a little bit of exercise in. Because I know some lockdowns around the world, particularly last year, were were pretty strict. And I think even just exercising was a little bit tough for some people. So nice that you can enjoy the Sydney sunshine most days as well. We're lucky here that we are in a part of Sydney which isn't too affected on, on the northern beaches. So it's a little bit more relaxed here. But in saying that, touch wood, we've still got to you know, go by and, and do abide by the health standards and you know all of those regulations. Uh, and hopefully, if we do that soon enough, we'll be uh, we'll be back to normal. Yeah, fingers crossed for you guys. And how's uh, how's two thousand and twenty one been going? I mean, it's July, which just blows my mind. Has mm. it been a busy year for you? It has been. Yeah, it's a bit of a silver lining for me because obviously the space that I'm in, uh, mindfulness and meditation. It's generally people come to that when they feel like they need it. If they might be dealing with something in their personal life, if they're feeling a bit stressed out, feelings of anxiety, which the pandemic in itself has obviously brought about a lot of that. 
So we're very grateful and, and honoured to be in a position to be able to help those people out. But, I mean, it's also not a good thing in some ways. So I've uh, been very, very busy, uh, very, very fortunate to be able to help people through this time. So, uh, yeah, it's been a crazy couple of months. I can imagine, yeah. The meditation space is, is just huge and the mindfulness and even just mental health, like it's really at the forefront of the media lately, particularly with COVID the last year or so. And I think that that's exceptional. Like we're focusing on our mental health more than anything. So as you said, it's a silver lining. It's not great that our mental health is suffering, but I, I feel like the silver lining is that we're paying more attention to it and it's becoming more of, it's not sort of so taboo or, you know, to go see a psychologist isn't like, oh, there's something wrong with me. It's just like, no, I'm doing everything I can to assist myself to get through each day and, and make each day a little bit better. It is giving us a lot more time to do that self-reflection, to go inwards a little bit more and, and these are really good things. So sometimes the, the prompt is a little bit tough to deal with, you know, to the kick in the back to kind of help us to do those things that, that can be difficult and painful, but uh, the process in itself can be really enlightening. I think what they often, what do they say? It often, a breakdown is required for a breakthrough. You know, yeah. so I prefer to look at it that way, you know, that yes, it is difficult times, but it can also really open up some opportunities to grow and develop. Yeah. All that, all about that gratitude I am too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, meditation is something that you've been interested, not just since COVID, but, you know, you've been into this area of meditation for many, many years now. What originally made you interested in this area? What sparked your interest in meditation? Yeah, my story is an interesting one as to how I got interested in meditation i think it differs from a lot of other teachers in meditation what i've found through my experience and other meditation teachers it's often been a very spiritual sort of calling uh, or some type of personal grief that they've gone through which has kind of opened them up to the practice and then they've developed it and then they've shared it with others my journey is a little bit different i originally got into meditation going on close to 15 years ago now to really kind of help me out with work. So at the time, I was in my mid-20s. I was very career-focused. I was looking around, researching, finding what actually separated high performers from the rest of the crowd. And what I found kind of really shocked me because, like, people like I really looked up to in the business world, athletes, even in the creative arts, music, one of the most common things I found is that a lot of them meditated. I was really taken back by that at the time because back then I always thought meditation was something for hippies, you know, <laughs> that you did in Byron Bay and, and you know, had a, had a veggie patch. So, but people like that, like Steve Jobs, uh, Muhammad Ali, Michael Jordan, all these high-performing people at the best in their field, they all meditated regularly. So, I thought, okay, well, if these people are doing it, then I'm going to give it a go. So I did, and I did find it actually did help me with my work. I felt more focused. I felt clearer in my decisions. I felt like I wasn't procrastinating as much. I was getting more done. I wasn't letting little things get to me. So I was like, okay, yeah, this makes sense. And I, and I used it as a tool for work for probably about five or so years, and then a series of things happen within my personal life, a few sort of breakdowns uh, or a breakdown of a tenure relationship. My father was diagnosed with cancer. My cousin unfortunately committed suicide. 
business endeavor went south. And this all happened in a very short period of time, like probably within two to three months, all of this happening at the one time. So pretty much my whole life just kind of concaved inwards. I didn't know where to turn, I, I, honestly, because there was so much going on around me. There was nowhere I could really go to because usually if you one thing happens in one area of your life, you go to the other area for support to help you get through that, right? But at this point, everything was just falling down around me. So the only thing I had at that time was my meditation practice, and that's when I really turned to it. And I booked a one-way ticket to India because there was something about the place that was calling me, uh, little signs from the universe telling me I should go there. Maybe a bit of an eat, pray, love sort of moment, you know, uh, <laughs> a bit of a cliche, but I went there and, and I really threw myself into the tradition and learning a little bit more of the deeper elements of meditation and that then just opened me up to a whole new level of it. And when I came back from my time spent over there, I was like, yeah, this is, I've got to share this with other people and, and ever since then, that's what I've been doing. I love that. And out of curiosity, how often do you meditate? Pretty much most days now if not multiple times a day. I mean, that's my job <laughs> to teach it. So it's a bit of a win-win, you know, for me because every time that I'm teaching it, I'm doing it as well. So it's, mm -hmm. a, it's a great thing to keep me accountable <laughs> because I'm teaching it a lot, whether that's with, through my platform, my online service, Soul Alive, or with corporates or some other type of or, you know, event, which I always have at least one of them a day. And then I'll, even on the weekends, I'll try and find five, 10 minutes, uh, maybe more uh, to do it because it's something I love doing. That's a, a message that I love to share about meditation is to, it's something that I really get excited about and I look forward to. It's not something that I, I see as a chore, which I think a lot of people, particularly if they're new to it, can often see it as a bit of a, a task that they kind of have to do you know it's almost prescribed to them as a way do this and it will fix that and and it can certainly help but uh if you treat it in that way you're probably not going to stick with it you know what i mean you're just going to use it as a means to an end i like to encourage people or if anyone i'm teaching or helping with meditation one of the first things i say is find the joy in it figure out what gets you excited about meditation and, and take them on a journey which they love with it. So they want to do it and they want to do it as much and as, uh, as often as they can. And I love that, that you found the passion in it and it's something that you truly enjoy because it's the same for any aspect of our life. You know, our job, we're never going to get fulfillment out of that if we dread going to work every day. And if we're someone that hates exercise and we're punishing ourselves just to exercise because we feel like we should, it's not going to last. It's not going to stick long-term, is it? So I really like 100%. that, finding the joy. Yeah. And it's a, and you're in the world of nutrition. So it's very similar it's it's finding a healthy diet and nutrition that you enjoy eating you enjoy part it doesn't it shouldn't feel like a chore or depriving yourself or like a punishment you know like a lot of diets are it's uh i know that's the, what you preach as well so it's um very similar to meditation and i guess we should probably bring it back to the basics for our listeners what exactly is meditation is there a, is there a worldwide definition of meditation and if there's not what is your take on describing what meditation is to somebody <laughs> sure yeah th there's so many definitions out there that the easiest way that i like to define it is it's an exercise to connect to the present moment mm -hmm. that's really 
in an essence of what it is. Now, there's so many different ways you can do that, but the core essence of what meditation is, is that it's, it's an exercise. So you, it's just like going to the gym. You dedicate time to do it. And the actual objective or what you're doing is connecting to the present moment, life itself, here and now. And as I said, there's so many different ways we can do that, which happy to jump into them if you want, but that's my definition of it. Yeah, absolutely. And I was going to ask you, there's so many different types of meditation. Personally, I like the more the guided type of meditation best. I find that works really well for me because otherwise I just find my mind wanders too quickly and it takes me quite a while to bring it back. Whereas if I'm listening to someone and being guided by someone, for me, that structure seems to be something that I thrive really well with. So are there many other different types of meditation or do you have a, a favorite type yourself? Oh, there's, there's, there's so many different types of, of meditation. The practice that I enjoy the most is broadly defined as mindfulness meditation because I just think that encompasses so many different elements to meditation, which I love, and that's what I teach. It's a bit of a blend of everything. But, I mean, if, if we were to break it down, like there's different ways that we process information through our five senses, and really meditation is just engaging one of those five senses repeatedly to connect to the here and now. So you're probably familiar with a mantra type based of meditation, which is commonly referred to as a Vedic meditation, where you repeat a particular phrase, word, sentence, something, and that is what you focus on. And that just really, I would almost kind of, I don't like to use the word force, but it, it really is a great way of getting the mind to stay consistent on something in the here and now, right? If you just repeat the one word, whatever it is, it can be pink elephant, pink elephant, pink elephant, pink elephant. <laughs> And that's if you're just complete, just repeating that over and over and over and over again, it's forcing the mind to focus on that thing. So it, it disables it from wandering off somewhere else. So it's a, it's a very that's why TM and Vedic is so popular, is because it's a uh, it's a very easy practice to get the mind to connect to the here and now, and then from there, it, and then it opens up into a whole bunch of different types of meditation. There's sensory meditation, so that you can connect to different sensations and feelings through the body the breath you know that's another constant which is always there beautiful it's a great way uh, to bring yourself into the moment to connect with the breath visual connection you know it's a little bit harder because what's often visually around us is constantly changing it's difficult to kind of really kind of focus on one element in the visual aspect and then the mindfulness is kind of a blend of all these different types. And that's often what guided meditation is as well, is uh, it's a process of going through the different senses, connecting with them, and you've got someone there taking you through it, which is what I teach. People might ask you, like, why would you do meditation? Like, you know, it's, it's changed your life, obviously, for the better. But what are the benefits of meditation? Can it help with our health? Is it well-being? Is it our mental health that we're really looking after? Or is it all of the above? All of the above, yeah. I know this sounds a bit cliche and it's a, a bit vague in some ways, but it just helps you enjoy life more. Everything just snowballs down from that, right? If, if you're enjoying life more, in other words, you're experiencing it more, you, you feel alive, you feel more engaged in the here and the now, everything else just starts to become better after that. Like your emotions will naturally become better. 
because you're enjoying life more. Um, your environment will, will probably change as well. The people where you're at, you'll want to change that. It's because you you you'll pick up on things that negative energies, and you 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 won't want that in your life anymore. You you want to move towards more positive energy. So that in itself is the pinnacle of what meditation about. It just really is. It helps you experience and enjoy life more. And I mean, that's, I mean, we've only, again, cliche, we've only got one life. And that, I just think that is the ultimate purpose of our lives is to experience it, to squeeze it as much as we can out of it because we're only here for a very short time as we both know. And meditation does that. The mode in which you're meditating in, that's where you're experiencing life to the force. Because most of the, the time where we spend our life is in the other mode of our mind, which is the thinking mode. It's not a bad thing. It's essential, which I differ on, I think, with a lot of other types of meditation teachers is that I think a lot of them are often talking about and about enlightenment and how it's all about getting to this point of just single stream consciousness. I don't believe that's the case. I think the thinking mind is really, really important and it's needed. Otherwise, why would we have it there? Uh, it's just that our balance is completely out of whack. We just need to spend a little bit more time in the present moment and experiencing that. And if we do that, then that's great. I mean, that's, again, a long-winded answer to the benefits of it, but it starts at that pinnacle and then everything kind of flows down from that. Yeah, spending time more in the present is so important because so many of us spend time worrying about what happened yesterday or worrying about what might happen tomorrow and forgetting mm -hmm. to live our life today. Or you walk down the street and, you know, one of my big things during COVID's really been to try and make eye contact with people and just smile at random people. And the amount of times I can't even make eye contact with someone because their head's stuck in their phone or they're texting away or that sort of thing. Like they're not looking up at nature and looking at the trees and that sort of thing, which I have really found really a lot of pleasure in lately. Like I used to get a lot of pleasure, yeah. pleasure from travel and, and going around the world and that sort of thing, but we haven't been allowed outside of Australia in the last year and a half. So I've taken pleasure in just discovering new places around my suburb and going on different areas to go for walks for. But I do find that so many people are finding it hard to, to be here and now in the present moment. So that's a beautiful benefit of meditation, isn't it? That we don't have to stress about what we've done or where we're going. We can purely just enjoy the moment for for what it is, which is exactly what you were saying. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's so true. And I love that. I often talk about just taking a curious walk. Like curiosity is such a good friend with meditation. I think a lot of people think uh, meditation is about blocking out everything around you and just kind of zooming in on one thing. There's a time and a place for that type of meditation, absolutely. But the greater sort of goal, if you want to call it, of meditation is embodiment and embracement of everything that's around you. And curiosity is such a great way to, to do that. And so go for curious walks is what I often do or, or suggest to people. Go outside and try and find three things in your, in your neighborhood that you never noticed before a, a building a, a tree or a pathway or you know something and that in itself is a simple great exercise to pull yourself into the present moment and mindfulness and meditation they're they're so intertwined aren't they because i would almost say that to me that's that's being super mindful is walking down the street and finding a new tree or looking for a new pathway or or that sort of thing it's sort of would you say they're almost one and the same mindfulness is the result of meditation in other words yeah it, meditate and that will lead to more 
mindfulness. And it's funny because like the, the word mindful is when is where your mind is full in a way where it's not overwhelmed or but it's it's full in the way that it's a light, that it's just rich, it's sensual, you know, everything's just firing at its best level. So and meditation is the gateway, it's the door that you open up, stepping into that mindful, mindfulness space. And I love that definition, how you mentioned like that your mind is full, because I think for so many years, I really struggled with meditation, me being that sort of type A perfectionist, my mind runs at a million miles an hour. Um, and I used to think that I was so bad at meditation. I was like, I was saying to a friend once, I was like, I don't meditate, I'm really bad at it. And she's like, what do you mean? How can you be bad at meditation? And I was like, oh, well, I try to meditate and I just, my thoughts just go crazy. And like, what's the point? And she's like, that's the exact point. Like you bring your thoughts back to the present moment. And so I think that that's probably myself included like a big misconception around meditation is I always used to think that I had to 100% just clear my mind and focus on nothing but I like how you were mentioning that it can be just that your mind is full full of thinking about that one word or that one thing that you're focusing on or wandering down the street and being open to new experiences it's not just that practice of sitting in your lounge room in that yoga pose and just chanting um and trying to completely clear your mind because I think for so many years that's what I thought that it was and the reason I struggled so much to do it and find the benefits out of it was because I thought I was doing it wrong for so many years (laughs) yeah yeah and you're so right there and again this is what I often hear a lot and it's out there which is frustrating in some ways and I'm trying to change the narrative as best as I can is that there's a lot around there how meditation switches off the mind and for a lot of people that in itself almost is more anxiety producing thinking about that like oh my god i can't get my mind to switch off because i'm the same like i have hundreds thousands of thoughts going ideas going through my mind all the time and just the thought of that i'm like why would i want to do that whereas the the way i see meditation is it's not about switching off the mind it's the opposite for me i see it as a way of switching on the mind right Mm. and what happens is when the mind is on like when it's really on it actually feels quite quiet it's like for example i'm sure you would have you know when when you feel in the zone right if you're playing if you played sport at some point and you were just on fire right you're Mm. just hitting everything you just felt completely in sync everything is happening around you so fast like there's people yelling and there's probably there was probably so much going on in that environment but you felt like things had slowed down as if almost things were in slow motion happening around you isn't that a funny sort of paradox is where when we feel most alive and when we feel on is actually where it's also a place where we actually feel quite quiet so mm-hmm. this is where this different type of way of looking at meditation, particularly for people that do have a very active mind, is what I like to encourage and get people to see meditation in this way because it completely flips their approach and how they go into it. And once they do that, that's like a whole new ball game, and it really opens you up to experiencing 
the magic of it. That's so powerful. And it reminds me of flow state. I've done a lot of, you know, business coaching over the years and business coaches have talked about, you know, when you're in that flow state and you're just working and you're just creating and you're just like this genius, like you're typing away and you're just like, everything's coming out so easily. You know, you're not trying to answer all the pings on your phone and the emails that are coming through and people yelling at you. You're just in that zone and you're so focused. And that's what that reminds me of when you're just, everything's kind of streamlined and it's just things are coming so easily to you, I guess, because you're in that, that flow state <laughs> for lack of a better word. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yep, that's exactly it. That's awesome. I lo- I love that, and I love just that your definition of meditation is so different to I think how so many of us perceive it, or even how it's sort of, I guess, recommended on social media as well. You know, we we feel like we have to sit in these yoga poses for hours, chanting ums in order to meditate, but it's it's so different. Like you could almost meditate in traffic while you're sitting at a red light, couldn't you? Hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. You know, if you've got a couple of minutes uh, anywhere, and that's why I said like, how often do when you ask the question, how often do I meditate? I do it every day because there'll be times that where I am just in a car or at a traffic light and I'll just quickly, I don't have to close your eyes either. Just really just tune into everything that's happening around you at that moment. Like what's the, can you hear the hum of the engine? Can you, uh, you know, feel the vibrations of the engines coming through the seat and so forth? Just a couple of moments. That's meditation itself. So yeah, absolutely. Super powerful. Yeah. And we've mentioned these little short snippets of mindfulness or meditation. Is there a, I guess, like a recommended time frame that's more beneficial for meditation? Is five minutes just as good as 60 or is it better to do longer or shorter periods of meditation? I get this question a fair bit in regards to what is the ideal time? Is there an ideal time frame to meditate? And my instant answer is any time is a good time to meditate. <laughs> so, in other words, like if you can get in two minutes, amazing, well done. If you can get in 20 minutes, wonderful. If you can push yourself to get an hour, hey, I want to know what you're doing. <laughs> so, yeah, look, I, but if, if we were to sort of break it down, if, if we can get a little bit more specific I think ideally, look, if you can work up to anywhere between 20 to 30 minutes, I think that's probably the sweet spot for most people. It's kind of like physical exercise, you know, again, any type of exercise, getting out the door and going for a walk around the block is still better than not doing anything, right? But if you do want to feel a decent effect of physical exercise, you probably need to build up a a bit of a sweat you know, which requires 20 minutes of reasonable physical exertion. So meditation is about the same. 20 to 30 minutes for me anyway is about the sweet spot. Do you need to do anything more than that for our Western society and, and where we live and how we live and what we do? And I don't think it's necessary. What I think is more important than the length is the consistency of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, trying to do it regularly, even I would, I would highly recommend five minutes every day more than one hour 
once a week. Yeah, consistency is everything in in every aspect of our life, and that's what I'm sure I, my listeners are just sick and tired of hearing me saying, "Just be consistent, just be consistent." <laughs> but it's just a, a running mantra for every aspect of our life: health, wellness, fitness, nutrition. It counts so much more than you know, just one hour once every couple of weeks. It's just that five minutes every single day. Yeah, and and it's coming back to enjoying it as well. You know, that very first point that I mentioned is I think a lot of people when they hear the word consistent, they kind of like, uh, like it's a chore. Mm -hmm. But like, as I said at the start of this conversation, it's I look forward to it. It's something I enjoy doing. If you've got that governing principle there, that if if you found the enjoyment in it, you want to do it. Yes, sure. Put time in to your calendar. You know, that helps. You know, all these things around keeping accountable, sharing it, doing it with other friends and family. But above all of that, it's finding the joy in it. Mm, absolutely. And I like linking it to something else that brings me joy, like I love eating. So before I go and have my lunch each day, I'll try to meditate for five minutes before that because then I'm like, oh, yes, I get to meditate and then I get to eat lunch. So for yeah. me, it's like a win-win. Like I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Like I get to do two of my favorite things. So I think linking those positive behaviors together can sometimes be really helpful for some of us as well. I love that. That's a great idea. Really good tip. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. And I guess any other tips for beginner meditators out there besides the consistency, besides the just start slow and go for five minutes, mm. is there like a type of meditation you feel is, is easier to start with? Is there a place we should be doing it or a time of the day that you feel might be more beneficial or maybe in certain situations? Any other tips for more of our beginners who haven't regularly meditated before? Again, I don't mean to sound like a tape recorder, but it's enjoying the process. So many people like most people that come to me when they're learning to meditate have an expectation of what they want it to do for them, which I'm grateful for that in, in that it's led them to me or to exploring meditation at some point, like whether it's I have anxiety and I want that fixed or depression or you know I, I feel I have trouble focusing, whatever it might be. But my big tip for when people come, particularly if you're starting out, is to let go of, if you can, try to let go of what you're wanting meditation to do for you. Remove the expectation. And that can be hard for a lot of us because it's so foreign to approaching or on how we approach everything else in our life because we always there's always an expected result or return with anything. You know, we eat because we're hungry, we're full now. You know, we... We work, we do this, we get this back in return. So there's always an expectation tied to pretty much everything we do in our life. The magic with meditation happens in the reverse order. The more willing and capable you are to let go and just open yourself up to whatever might come through and experience in in that moment, the more the magic of meditation will do its thing. So that's a really big tip for beginners is let go and just enjoy the experience if you can do that so that would be a really big tip as far as time and place th- there's again it's it's not a any time's a good time the beautiful thing about meditation is that it's so malleable is that you can mold it to the situation of where you're at and mm. ask it to deliver what you want for you almost for anything, you know, like for example, in the mornings, like I use meditation as a way of really getting clear, focused, grateful, 
switching on sharp for the day ahead. In the evening, it's the opposite. I use it to wind down. I use it to completely relax, let go. So it's a very unique, wonderful practice that it can be used for so many different things. So it can be used anytime, anywhere, just what changes your intention on what you wanted to use for it. They're all wonderful tips, yeah. Yeah, so that again, it's a, it's a great tip for a beginner is because they go, well, when should I do it? And it's like, well, mm. depending on how you feel and what you want from it. Definitely, yeah. And I, I recommend meditation a lot for my clients who struggle to sleep at night, um, particularly when they're waking up, um, you know, still really tired in the morning. And, you know, the expectation is we want to get up, we want to exercise, we want to make a healthy breakfast, but they're like, but I'm exhausted. And so it's like, well, let's look at your nighttime routine. And a lot of people don't have a nighttime routine. You know, they watch Netflix till 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night. It's like, oh, just one more episode, just one more episode. Hmm. And before we know it, we've got to be up at, you know, 5, 6 a.m. in the morning and it's already 1 p.m. And they're going to bed and their mind's still racing. And I used to find this a lot where I'd work till quite late at night. I might work till 10 or 11 o'clock at night. Then I'd try to go straight into bed, look at my clock and be like, all right, I can still get seven hours if I fall asleep right now. But just that pressure of having to fall straight asleep for me would be too much in my mind would race. And, you know, I would only get maybe five hours because I'd lie awake for two hours just thinking about how I'm not sleeping and I should be sleeping. So for me, meditation was so helpful just to calm my mind down and reframe and refocus on something that wasn't work before I jumped into bed. And it's still really helpful to this day for my nighttime routine. Yeah. And that, that's a really, really good question to ask if you're starting out with meditation as far as if you're a beginner is what do I feel I need right now? Mm. And then that will then lead you to the type of meditation that you should probably explore first. And what I mean by type is if you feel tired, if you feel overworked, burnt out, then a type of meditation that is really relaxing and unwinding and grounding is the place to start. If you're feeling unmotivated, if you're feeling like you lack purpose, uh, foggy in the mind, than a type of energizing, uplifting, focused type of meditation would be what I would recommend. So start with that question. It's, it's a really powerful question if you're a beginner is what do I feel I need? right this moment. Or even just how am I feeling? Because as adults, we're so good at running away from our feelings, right? We're so good at eating our feelings, drinking our feelings, (laughs) telling everyone else about our feelings, but not really acknowledging them and just sitting with them and saying, how do I actually feel today? So I like that. It's getting us in more in tune with how we're actually feeling, which we don't do well as adults. Adults, unfortunately, do we? (laughs) Yes. Self-reflection. We really don't. We're always talking about where we need to go, what needs to happen or what has happened just taking a few moments to check in with what is or where Mm -hmm. are we at right now, you know. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. uh, Very powerful. And then to end this wonderful podcast, Luke, I'd love to ask (laughs) you a huge favour, if that's okay with you. Mm. I'd love for you to guide our listeners through maybe just like a five or ten minute guided meditation or whichever type of meditation you feel might be most beneficial for our listeners, Mm. just to help them experience the benefits of just a small amount of meditation every day and something that they could maybe come back to this podcast as a reference and just replay this last section of the podcast until they feel confident enough to almost do it for themselves or explore other types of meditation. 
Is this something that you're open to doing for our listeners today? Yeah, sure. Would love to. Would love to do this. Amazing. Well, I'm going to be your um, your guinea pig today, so I can sit here. <laughs> I prefer to meditate with my eyes closed, so please don't be distracted by me if I close my eyes and go silent. Mm. Um, I'll hand the microphone over to you, um, and it could be anywhere from you know two minutes to ten minutes. It's entirely up to you, um, but just something that you feel like most of our listeners would benefit from um, on the majority of days, put it that way. Yeah, love it. Okay, well, let's do this. All right, everyone. So wherever you're at right now, a couple of quick little tips before we get into the session itself. So I often find that if you can adjust your position so the hips are kind of pulled up and forward, so that just so your spine just feels like it's nice and upright. It's not rigid, but it just kind of has that nice sort of upright posture. And uh, that sort of the hips up and forward is a great little sort of tilt, which does that to the spine. So you don't have to be sitting cross-legged. You can just be wherever you're at. I also find that if you're sitting in a chair, that having your feet flat on the ground helps. Just feels like it's a bit more grounding into the earth and the floor underneath. So feet flat on the ground, nice long straight spine. Let your hands just rest in your lap. And if you want, like Leanne, you can close your eyes. And let's just take a couple of moments to do two nice big deep breaths. It's a really good way to let go of static energy that we often store in the body. So deep breath in with me, all the way in, in through the nose, slow and steady, in as far as possible. All the way. Now hold the breath for a few moments. Gently now let the breath go out through the mouth, slowly releasing. And as you're letting go of the breath, really let the shoulders drop. Pull them down back away from the ears, emptying the lungs all the way out. One more nice deep breath in, slow and steady, filling up the belly first. So open up the belly while you're breathing all the way in. Hold again for a few moments. Enjoy the feeling of the energy in the air and the body as you hold that breath. Gentle release again now out through the mouth. And again, when you're breathing out, really soften your muscles, the shoulders, wherever your hands rest, just let them relax, get, let them be heavy. Allow the breath now to come back to its natural rhythm. Now, as the breath is kind of stabilizing, I'm going to ask you now to really open up your hearing sense. Just take a moment to just really absorb all the different sounds that you can hear happening around you in your environment right now. Just be curious, what do you hear? Obviously there's my voice when it comes in and out. But in your environment, maybe you can hear a car zipping past outside. Maybe you've got family or friends chattering in the background. Just welcome all the different sounds right here, right now. And feel as if you're listening with your entire body, not just your ears, but all the sounds are happening through. Welcome them all. And now I'm going to invite you to engage with what you feel, what you physically feel right here, right now, moving through your body. Maybe take a moment to let the mind move down to the very tips of your fingers, just for a moment. 
What do you feel and notice when you let your awareness rest right at the tips of your fingers? Can you feel kind of like a tingling sensation there? Like an energy? Warmth? Vibrations? Just enjoy that feeling right at the tips of your fingers. That's all you need to do. Breathe. And now just gently, wherever you're at, if you want you can open your eyes again. Take a few more conscious breaths. And just move your eyes around the room, soak it all up. Move the body a bit, you can give the, rub, the hands a bit of a rub, toes a wriggle. Welcome back. Mmm, yummy. How are we feeling? <laughs> I feel so relaxed right now. <laughs> Good. It's amazing. How, how long was that? Like, I always feel like meditation for me, if I do it for five minutes, it feels like 20. How long was that? A uh, couple uh, of minutes, maybe? A couple of minutes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That felt like probably as good as like a 30-minute cat nap to me. <laughs> mm, yeah. Like it's... I feel as rested if, if I went for a 20 or 30-minute nap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. What did you – can I ask you a question as far as was yeah. there any sounds that you heard like outside of your environment or anything that you kind of picked up? Just because I've got my earphones on, I could hear – and because it's raining in Brisbane at the moment, I could hear sort of the sound of the wet road from the cars yeah, and that yeah. was about it though. Um, yeah. It's pretty quiet in, in the apartment at the moment. There's not too much going on. So that and your voice was really all I was really focusing on. Yeah. What about feeling? Did you feel anything in the – tips of your fingers anything you notice there i had my hands sort of cupped together so yep. i was sort of feeling like that warmth and that little the tiniest bit of tingling but i was trying to do more a whole body scan where i just felt after the two, even just the two deep breaths i felt so much more relaxed like i just felt i have a really even though i was sort of sort of trying to sit up with a good posture in my chair i still felt quite relaxed whereas normally i remember when i started meditating my journey years ago i would have to lie down flat on a bed because that was the only way i could feel relaxed so it's amazing that even sitting up upright in a chair at my desk I could still feel that really nice relaxed feeling throughout my body yeah beautiful I love that that's great mm. <laughs> I, <laughs> hope, I hope I hope everyone whoever's listening um you know enjoyed that too yeah and just a few minutes yeah that's all incredible yeah incredible. yeah it's it's just uh it's a gift you know and and something we should all try to do more of. Absolutely. And there's so many, there's probably 50 to 100 little mini two to three minute moments we can we can find throughout the day, whether we're standing in line for our coffee. I don't know, we've called up, you know, Telstra or Optus or something and we're on hold mm. or whether we're at the supermarket lining up to pay for our groceries. There's so many little mini moments we can find throughout the day where we can meditate or we can be mindful and we can just be aware and present. Whereas usually we're using those mini moments to scroll Facebook or, you know, text somebody back or that sort of thing. But that's not really giving us any joy or any new experiences with life, is it? No, you're totally right. It's taking us away from experiencing life because uh, not to say that, as I said before, the thinking mind is an essential part of who we are. It's really important. It's just that our balance is out of whack. So we just need, oh, I think, more moments. And even if they are small, because the small moments can stack up on top of each other and then they obviously will equal a a big amount of time of being here now where life exists can't exist anywhere else <laughs> mm, <laughs> you know like absolutely. we often think that the memories are, are real right they had happened back then or what might happen in the future we often think about that but they're just 
fabrications of our thinking, conceptual mind, whereas uh, what we just did. Yeah, and often it's more negative too. Like it's very rare that we, you know, we might think about the future and think of something really positive, but most of the time it's related to stress and anxiety or what what if, or oh, I sent that email, what's everyone going to think of me? Or, you know, I've got my performance review at work tomorrow. I'm super stressed about that. Like it's not normally positive things we're reflecting on or thinking about in our future. Generally, it's linked to a lot of stress or emotions and, oh, I said that, I wonder if that person hates me now. Or, you know, I should have attended that party, but I didn't. I wonder what my friends are going to think of me. Like there's so much stress and anxiety anxiety related to not living in the present moment because we're constantly analyzing what could have been or what might be and again it's not it's not helpful for us is it and I think it does cause a lot of people undue sort of extra stress and anxiety where it doesn't need to be there in a world that's already quite stressful as it stands with you know with COVID-19. Yeah well the, the beautiful thing about the present moment is that there's no right or wrong in the present moment it's just what is it's just what you what is like what you feel like what you can see you know around there's nothing wrong or right even about it it's just what is it's a gift that we have the the ability to think about what is right and what's wrong now to experience emotions and and that but that's one of the greatest gifts about meditation and connecting with the present moment is that there's no judgment there there's no there's no variance it's just it's just what is and you always feel better after meditation it's always like exercise like sometimes you're like "Mm, i don't know if i should do it maybe i'll just go and see how i feel like you never feel bad after meditating i mean you might feel horrendous going into it but you're going to feel 10 20 50 percent better coming out of it so i always like to think of it sort of like exercise where sometimes you're like "Mm, i don't know if i should do it or i don't need it today or you know i actually feel pretty good today but you always feel better afterwards don't you (laughs) you do yeah, yeah. And it really comes back to that intention of I'm just going to go into into this to enjoy it, you know. And those people who enjoy exercise, like they go, they they find some element of enjoyment in it. Like they go, you know, they, they might have tried a whole bunch of different types of exercise and they finally found something which they enjoy doing. It's very similar with meditation. Yeah, it can be a really, really powerful tool that we can use for little micro mini moments multiple yep. times a day. Mm. Very powerful. Well, thank you so much, Luke, for all of your wisdom and expertise and um, guiding us through a little a little meditation as well. I'm sure our listeners found it very wonderful and hopefully that will spur them on into meditating a little bit more in their own lives. But to end the podcast, I'd love to give you an opportunity to talk about Soul Alive, which is your meditation company. Mm. Yeah, well, Soul Alive is it's what I like to call it's a, a virtual meditation studio. Just as if you were to go into a physical bricks and mortar meditation center or yoga studio, that's what we do, but it's all online. So, great thing about that is like, doesn't matter where you're at, particularly in lockdown, <laughs> when you can't go to these uh, those bricks and mortar places, you can come to us and still experience live guided sessions. That's what we do. We deliver it all live. Each class is uh, live streamed where it's myself or a guy that's taking them through an actual guided meditation class and we just find that that's a a wonderful way to experience meditation because uh, you've got someone there that's helping you you've got other people there that are with you you know there's an energy to that as well and uh, yeah you can jump on and it doesn't matter where you're at what time you can join us so yeah if if that sounds of interest jump on there check it out we have a, a trial period that you can just do for free no obligation and we've also got a new program 
which is a four-week sort of induction program to mindfulness meditation called Thrive, which I'm really excited about. That just gives people a little bit more of a, an introduction and a bit more of a helping hand to meditation, which I think a lot of people need. So we'll be doing monthly intakes for that, which is exciting. Yeah, very exciting. Well, congratulations and all that. And I'll make sure I link some um, information about Solar Life into the show notes for our listeners as well. Appreciate that. Thanks so much, Leanne. Well, no, thank you, Luke, for joining us. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure and we hope to bring more meditation and mindfulness into the lives of our listeners today. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Thanks again. <laughs>